0: The New England Patriots 2023 draft class is now signed, sealed, and delivered in its entirety, and they are set to make a major impact on the Pats' defense this season. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the Locked On Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at mdabateNFL. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. That's fans. Welcome back to the pod. A special shout out to all of you Locked On everydayers out there. Those of you who make Locked On Patriots possible. Today on the pod, we are continuing our positional previews to get you ready for training camp. And today we're going to be talking linebackers and edge rushers. That's right. That means the man with the red sleeves is going to be topic one, Matthew Judon. We're also going to talk Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings, Ronnie Perkins, and so much more. And here today to help me break it all down is the resident voice of reason and the defender of defense winning championships, my main man, Steve Balistrieri of Patsfans.com. So folks, stay locked in as we discuss Judon at the top of the depth chart. How big of a year this can be for Josh Uche, and who else is stepping up in this group? But before we get to that, your favorite team in Foxborough will take the practice fields adjacent to Gillette Stadium for their first organized team practice of 2023 training camp this Wednesday, July 26th. Really hard to believe that it's all ready to begin and end, but we are psyched, especially here on Locked On Patriots. And I know all of you out there in Pats Nation can't wait to see your favorite team back on the gridiron. Now, the Pats Rookies reported on Friday, and we're going to get to more on that in just a moment. But veteran players are required to report to camp by Tuesday, July 25th. You're probably going to start to see a lot of them arrive over the weekend into Monday. And I think everybody's going to be in-house by Tuesday. And even though New England's initial session is scheduled for this Wednesday, Patriots also have announced open practices. They've been confirmed for July 27th to the 28th. That's Thursday and Friday. Team's going to be off on Saturday the 29th, but they will be back on the field for an open practice held on July 30th. Now, the practices from Wednesday through Friday, folks, are going to begin at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. The practices are expected to conclude by 1130, so roughly about a couple of hours, give or take. The gates open at 8 a.m., so plan accordingly if you're planning on heading up to Gillette. As for Sunday's practice time, well, you're going to want to keep checking Patriots.com for the latest on that practice. That's yet to be confirmed. We're probably expecting word on that to come either Thursday or Friday. So as we like to say... Stay tuned and keep a sharp eye. But as each of the 17 rookies on the Patriots roster reported for training camp on Friday, Patriots fit the last two and probably the most important pieces into the puzzle. And those are first-round cornerback Christian Gonzalez and second-round defensive end Keon White officially joining the Foxborough fold, signing their respective rookie deals. And the deals were first reported by Doug Kyatt of the Boston Herald, Gonzales' deal is four years, $15.1 million, $7.98 million in the signing bonus. Doug also reported that Keon White's contract is also four years, $7.8 million with a $2.6 million signing bonus. And anyway, you slice it, folks, this is great news for the New England Patriots. They get these locked up before the team ever takes the field. No distractions. The rookies are here to play. And Gonzalez and White are their top two draft picks. They have these guys now under control for the next four years at very affordable prices, and in my humble opinion, each of these guys is going to play beyond the value of this deal. Gonzalez, as I've said many times here on the pod, he is your lockdown corner of the future. I think you could make the argument he may even be lockdown corner of the present, depending on how he develops, but... I can't wait to watch him in practice, and I really can't wait to watch him in the preseason to see how well he fits into the Patriots scheme. He's rarely, if ever, shaken by his targeted man coverage. That's where he's at his best, and he's always in constant watch of the quarterback when he's playing in zone, so I think he's primed to be a contributor in the present, not just the future, and I think it's going to happen sooner than people think as for white not getting quite as much press as christian gonzalez but i know a lot of people that are very impressed by what they've seen from Keon so far i'm definitely one of him this kid has future five tech written all over him we've already seen him test a lot of those skills a bit in otas he aligned it outside linebacker set in a three-point stance he's rushed the passer he's played the run and again folks he's even dropped into coverage something we thought he would not do especially not this quick Patriots are seeing what they have in Keon White, and from what I'm hearing, they like it, and they like it a lot. This rookie class, whether it's Christian Gonzalez, or whether it's Keon White, or Marte Mapu, or a lot of these offensive linemen that the Patriots are going to be trying out, I'm really looking forward to seeing what these guys bring to the table. I think this is a special rookie class, and I, for one, cannot wait to watch them get their start on the field here in Foxborough. But, It wasn't all good news for the Patriots on Friday. Three of your New England Patriots are going to be starting their training camp on the sidelines. Physically unable to perform designations were a part of the Friday transaction wire. And again, the New England Patriots listed offensive guard Michael Awainu, special teamer Cody Davis, and rookie defensive lineman Justice Tavai. That's Jelani's little brother. Now, Owainu has been on the field neither for OTAs or for minicamp. He's been suffering from an ankle injury. Even though it's yet to be confirmed, Cody Davis is rumored to still be suffering from a knee ailment, which plagued him last year, and Tavai's injury has yet to be disclosed. Now, don't forget, players can come off a pup at any time, so it doesn't mean that they're not going to be available, or it doesn't mean that they have a serious injury. It just means that They aren't ready to begin camp workouts at this time. And again, we don't know a lot on Tavai just yet. As more information comes in, we'll share it here on Lockdown Patriots. But Davis's absence is reportedly related to the non-contact knee injury that he suffered last year while covering a kickoff return. That happened week six against the Cleveland Browns. Prior to that injury, he had played in six games, six special teams tackles on 106 snaps. And even though he's one of the better coverage special teamers the Patriots have, he also served as New England's personal punt protector. In Davis's absence, the role was given to Adrian Phillips. So in this regard, you might want to watch to see what the Patriots are doing to compensate for that. I was one of those that believed that the additions of Chris Board and the re-signing of Matthew Slater and the emergence of Brendan Schooler last year they have made Cody Davis a little bit expendable, but the Patriots brought him back. We're going to see how deep this team really is and what it means for them on the field without Cody Davis joining them right off the bat. But of the three, if we're being very honest, Michael Ouenu is clearly the most high profile. And I think perhaps the most concerning. Now I don't want to spread panic about his injury because much of what we've heard before he missed OTAs and mini camp with the ankle injury is that he is expected to take the field at some point during training camp. So I'm still running under that assessment, at least until further notice. Definitely not a need for immediate panic, probably not a need for a big-time concern, but I think it's worth at least a watch because the Patriots need Mike in that offensive line. He's arguably their best offensive lineman. He's also one of their most durable. Since joining the Patriots as a sixth-round selection, He's been one of the Patriots' most reliable offensive linemen. He played nearly every offensive snap for the Pats last year until he suffered that injury in the fourth quarter of the Pats, 35-23 season-ending loss to the Buffalo Bills, a game we'd all rather forget without any question. But even then, he only missed six snaps at the end of the game. So this is something that's important for the Patriots to be able to get Michael Wayne right and make sure he's 100% when he steps onto the field. And his rookie contract is set to expire at the end of the season. He's expected to command a pretty hefty salary on the open market. So it's important for him to be out there as well. We know both sides are going to err on the side of caution. And again, we don't need to embellish what he brings to the table. Massively sized, 6'3", 350 pounds, excellent length for his size, shown a consistent and impressive ability to overwhelm defenders in the run game. And he anchors well to protect the passer. In fact, it's a pretty rare occasion when he's easily bypassed on a block. So his absence will create a significant void. Who steps up to take that role right now with a Waino on the shelf? Is it going to be City Soap? Could it be Antonio Maffey? There's a possibility Chase and Hines could get a couple of looks there as well. Going to be interesting to see how the Patriots look at this offensive line and who they feel could be plug and play into that position right now. So until Mike is ready to pop back in the lineup, Keep a sharp eye out there over the next couple of days. And now that we're all caught up on the logistics, it's time to continue our positional previews. And who better to guide us back into the protectors on defense than a man who knows a thing or two about that very subject. Steve Balistrieri, my Pats Pies on, is heading into the studio as we speak to join me here on this weekend edition of Locked On Patriots, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Looking to make a smooth turn into fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round? Catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up with two elite NFC East wide receivers: the Cowboys' CeeDee Lamb and the Eagles' AJ Brown. A letter, perfect, guaranteed early fit. Count on Lamb driving Dak Prescott and Dallas's new look passing game, and Brown revving up Jalen Hurts' downfield throwing often again in Philadelphia. Folks, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. From brakes to tail lights, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time so go forth switch gears crank the ac and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. And thank you for taking time out of your weekend to spend with us here on Locked On Patriots. And today we continue our positional previews. And last week we talked about off-the-ball linebackers. Today we're going to talk about those linebackers that love to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback that's right linebackers on the edge the outside guys and we're talking to a guy who knows a thing or two about protection our good friend the resident voice of reason columnist extraordinaire for patsfans.com and the co-host of not one but two amazing patriots podcasts fourth and two and of course the host emeritus of one patriots place alongside thomas murphy and claire cooper he's my patriots Pison, steve balistrieri steve Thanks for taking time out to join me today, and thank you for taking our listeners into their weekend, buddy.
1: Great to be here. Hey, we've done this two days in a row now. That's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. It is pretty cool. Anytime we get a chance to share the microphone, it's always good times. And folks, it is definitely good times today here on Locked On Patriots talking about a position that is very vital to the Patriots' success. And really, I think near and dear to a lot of Patriots fans, Hart, Steve, and that is The linebacker position. Where better can we start? We'll start at the top. We'll start with the guy with the red sleeves who, since his arrival in Foxborough in 2021, has routinely proven that he's got not only the versatility, but also the adaptability to earn the spot as the Patriots' top option at the position, their number one player at the edge. And of course, folks, I'm talking about Matthew Judon. Field awareness was really, I think, the thing that jumps out at me or jumped out at me really since the day that he walked through the doors at One Patriot's Place in Foxborough. Steve, when you look at Matthew Judon and you look at his fit in New England, first off, did you think he was going to be the type of hand-in-glove fit he's been here in New England with a Bill Belichick defense? And what type of year should we expect from Matthew Judon this season?
1: Yeah, I, I fully expected him and Belichick to, you know, blend in perfectly. I, I was mm-hmm. very excited to see him get on the field, you know, with the Patriots uh, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> now entering year three, you know, I think we're going to see more what we saw year two. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, they've made improvements with the uh, edge position and their pass rush and not everyone can double team him. So, you know, he's, he's going to see, Uh, a lot of sacks this year. I don't know if he'll do 15 and a half again, but I think he's going to be in the ballpark.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be in the ballpark as well. He's got the speed and the strength when rushing quarterback. I think we all knew that coming in, especially from what he did in Baltimore. But those in the know that I talked to uh, close to the Ravens organization when he first came on board said – yeah, you guys just knocked it out of the park and really hit a home run on this signing. At the time, I really believed that he was going to pay the biggest dividend for the New England Patriots and fill the biggest position of need. But one thing I really love about this guy, Steve, and I think that a lot of Patriots fans do, is he can be a significant facilitator for his teammates. And we've seen that year in and year out. In the first year, we saw him do it with Christian Barmore. When Christian was taking up the double team, that freed up Matthew to be able to get after the quarterback. So we saw him do it there, and we definitely saw him do it with Josh Uche. But it's because of his ability to read opposing coverages that I think makes him so effective. And I think he's going to be called upon again to play a crucial role in New England's defense. But if he can keep building upon this stellar resume that he continues to build upon, we're going to see a lot of great things from uh, Matthew Judon in 2023. So... Top of the position is pretty much spoken for with the prowess of Matthew Judon continuing on. But another candidate emerged last year as the potential 1A to a very strong pass rush tandem this year, and that's Josh Uche. Uh, We know from previous seasons that Uche has the speed, he has the agility to be able to get after the quarterback. But last year, I think he really honed in his skills. How impressed have you been with Josh Uche, and how much of a priority? Do you think it places on the Patriots to try to keep him in Foxborough long term?
1: Yeah, I was very surprised because, you know, um, halfway through the year, he seemed to be scuffling along again. And then all of a sudden the lights came on for him and he became an excellent pass rusher. Um, I think, you know, now that he's enjoyed that success, also playing with Judon, he's learned a lot. And I think he's only going to get better now, you know, better this year might be less sacks, but more playing time. I, th- I think that uh, if he can become a true three down linebacker, mm-hmm. um, that opens up all kinds of doors for the defense. Because, you know, he has been just kind of a um, sub package pass rusher guy. And, you know, I know he's in a contract year, so he's looking to make himself some really good coin, which I think he will anyway. But if he can get eight and a half, nine sacks and be a three down player, be able to set the edge, I think teams are going to throw down the gauntlet for, you know, in terms of money for this guy. And I think for the Patriots, they really need him to do that as well. You know, I I think if he can do that, It just makes the defense deeper and, you know, you have guys that you can plug and play, but at the same time, you know, he's on the field more and with him on the field more,
0: I think you're going to get more production out of him. Yeah, without any question. And look, it was a breakout year for Josh Duce last year, 11 and a half sacks, career high, 27 tackles, nine of which went for loss. Hit the quarterback 14 times, two forced fumbles, and his three-sack performance, which was his second of the season against the Arizona Cardinals in Week 14, earned him AFC Defensive Player of the Week honors. So a lot of laurels thrown away of Josh Uche, but one of the things, Steve, that we love about this guy, and I know a lot of other Patriots fans do as well, is... He's not one to rest upon. them. we talked to Josh earlier in uh, the offseason, and one of the things he talked about was controlling the controllables. And I think that lends itself nicely into the discussion regarding his contract. I don't believe Josh Uche is a guy that's going to take contractual negotiations or worries onto the field with him. He's focused when he comes onto the field. He knows what his job and his role needs to be. And even if the Patriots continue these negotiations into the season or they table them until the very end of the uh, the regular season or the playoffs if the Patriots happen to make it, um, I think that's going to be something that will be a focal point for him at that time and not beforehand. And that says a lot about the maturity of a guy like Joshua Uche because he's able to block that out, and it allows him to hone in his skill. And that's something that I've been very, very um, intrigued by throughout the course of his career is his ability to build on that speed, that athleticism, to build a system savvy here in New England that makes him a great fit. Look, the Patriots have used him as an edge rusher. They've used him a little bit as an off-the-ball linebacker. You talked about maybe being a three-down player. I think that's his next goal. I think he'd love to do that. Um, But we saw a greater freedom in his playing style last year. His skill set allows him to play all over the formation. I mean, he can play in the Patriots 5-1 looks. He can play in their 4-2. He can even play in their 4-3 and also move back when they run the more traditional 3-4 that the Patriots love to use. So if that's the case, I think New England is really going to set him up very well in order to be able to either cash-in on a big-time deal. Hopefully it's not elsewhere, uh, but also show them that he's a very big part of this defense. So with the top two positions pretty well set, Steve, it's going to be interesting to see what the New England Patriots are going to do. They've got other options along the edge. Uh, One guy that we talked a little bit about last week, but we haven't really cultivated all that much in terms of a robust conversation is Dietrich Wise. I know a lot of people pencil him in as a defensive end. Not a linebacker, but this is a guy that contributes big time to the pass rush. Do you expect him to take another step forward this year after a career year last year in 2022?
1: Yeah, I do. I I think that, you know, with, uh, you know, the season he had being made a captain, I think, you know, that all plays really well with him because, you know, he's always been a guy that puts his nose to the grindstone. Right And I thought, you know, it really came together for him last year as well. I mean, I think it's a snowball effect. You know, when you have a couple of guys that are really playing well, it elevates everyone else. And, you know, that pass rush last year, Wise, Uche, Judon combined for 34 and a half sacks last year. That's a pretty good number from your top three guys. Mm, And, you know, I I, I really think that uh, Wise – will even get better this year. That's why I'm so high on the defense as well. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you add those three guys back into the mix, they're all coming back, they're all healthy, you know, to start training camp, That that's a really positive sign. And then a couple of the younger guys that they added, you know, th- that to me tells me that the defense is going to be
0: much better this year. Absolutely. And Dietrich definitely going to cash in, hopefully, figuratively, folks, um, because he has signed a lucrative uh, extension to keep him in here uh, in New England uh, for the next couple of years. But bottom line, uh, he definitely is looking to build upon what was a very big year for him last year with the captainship and then also taking a much larger role in the Patriots pass rush. We saw him tail off a little bit as teams started to catch on. But that's the brilliance of having three guys like Matthew Judon, Josh Uche, and Dietrich Weiss, who can get after the quarterback. Eventually, one of those guys is going to spring open, though. So once again, folks, the opportunities for the Pats, the chances for the Pats to have a lethal defense this year, something I think a lot of Patriots fans are looking for. But, unfortunately, not everyone from the depth chart is going to be able to make this roster. Or Which one of the reserves stands the best chance to make a significant impact on the middle part of this defense? Is it going to be Anthony Jennings? Or is it going to be Ronnie Perkins? Steve and I are going to discuss the benefits of both and continue our positional preview of the linebackers when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Pats fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots. Today here on the pod, we are continuing to talk about the linebackers and Steve Balistrieri of Patsfans.com joins me My Patriots, Paisan, bring in all kinds of knowledge when it comes to the big three in the Patriots' pass rush, and that's Matthew Judon, Josh Uche, and Dietrich Wise. But, Steve, there are other components to the outside linebacking crew, the edge rush, if you will. And two players that, one player which has started to pop a little bit and really be a strong contributor to the Patriots has been Anthony Jennings. Some injury history there, but for overall and performance, Jennings has become a very good part of this group. The other hasn't had the chance to see the field, despite being coming in as a very highly touted rookie in Ronnie Perkins. So I wanted to take a discussion into this realm first off. Let's start with Jennings, my friend. 15 solo tackles last year, one and a half sacks, one forced fumble. He's entering 2023 pretty healthy, but I don't think the stats have really told the full story about Anthony Jennings. How valuable is he to this group? And do you see him making a potentially bigger impact in 2023?
1: I can, because uh, the more that the Patriots coaches have confidence in him, I think the more we'll see him on the field. He'll be able to keep Judon and, um, you know, Uche fresh because he'll take on more, um uh, higher percentage of the snaps mm-hmm. I've always been a Jennings supporter you know since they drafted him right. so I I thought he had a terrific training camp and preseason last year um you know and he he translated that into um more playing time not a ton but more than the year before and I really liked be uh his play because he sets the edge. He's a big physical guy and he's a edge setter that can get after the quarterback. And I think he's getting better at that. We saw him with quite a few pressures last year. And as he gets his uh, technique down a little bit more, those will translate into more sacks, I think. So I, I really, uh, I've always liked this kid. I think he had a bright future with the Patriots and I'm still looking for him to get a bigger piece of the pie this year. But, um, you know, he has the potential to be a solid backup or spot starter.
0: Yeah, I think he does. I believe he has the ability to be a, a spot starter. At the very least, like you said, a solid contributor as a reserve. And he is getting healthier. He's getting more acclimated into this system I think the Saban connection with Alabama clearly helps. It helps these guys get into a rhythm a little bit more. And I think that's why you're seeing the Patriots put so much faith in Anthony Jennings. And I think that's going to continue this year.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to add one thing. I think his rookie season really set him back because Mm -hmm. they were so short staffed that year. They they threw a lot of stuff at him. They had him at outside linebacker, you know, setting up on the edge um, as a, defensive end, um, inside linebacker. And I I really think, you know, putting all that on a rookie coming out of school, and it was by necessity because they had so many injuries, but that really hurts a guy's uh, development, I think. So, you know, I I still think
0: the needle's moving up for this guy. Absolutely. I think that's a great point because a specialized role or a more specialized role maybe what Anthony Jennings needs, it might be exactly what he needs in order to take that step forward. I think he's going to compete for that strong side on ball role in a reserve capability. He could play off the ball if necessary. He's got the ability to do it, but ultimately, I think he's going to play the strong side edge against the run game, and he'll move around the second level. That's where he's at his best. The Patriots are going to need him, I think, to develop a few more pass rush moves to be more effective in that role. So, I'm going to be looking to see if there's growth in that area. Guys like Judon and O'Shea and Wise are working with him a little bit more. Um, And of course, the coaches most definitely. But if he's getting some sort of like on-field tutelage from his peers, that's a sign to me that Anthony's putting in the work and they're trying to expand his role a little bit. I think he'll work his way into the rotation, given his experience. So we're clearly on the same page when it comes to hopes for Anthony Jennings, but Steve, the name Ronnie Perkins has kind of been a little enigmatic for the New England Patriots. When they drafted him, 96 overall, a couple of years ago, that talent couldn't be denied. Everyone thought he'd come in, be that disruptive run defender that the Patriots have been craving, someone that could pin his ears off after the quarterback. He was described by a lot of people that watched him in Oklahoma as a, quote, a disruptive run defender, but a relentless pass rusher. And... Quite honestly, because of injury, we just haven't been able to see it on the field with Ronnie Perkins. What are you looking for specifically in training camp from him? And is this really a make or break time of year for him? And I'm not going to say make or break year. This might be a make or break camp because if he doesn't pop, I think it's going to be tough for him to crack this roster. I do, too. And, you know, he's another guy when they they brought
1: him on board. I I thought that he was going to be a really, really integral, you know, integral part of the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw huge things for him. I was very excited when they brought him on board, and it, he just can't stay on the field. And I totally agree with you that I think this is a make-or-break camp for him because he has to stay healthy. He has to be on the field, and he has to pop this year. If he wants any chance of, you know, maybe pushing Jennings off the roster and and securing that spot for himself, I think he has to have an outstanding camp. And I'm sorry to say that because I was so high on this guy, but I just think
0: that, you know, this year, if he
1: misses any time, I think he's
0: done. Unfortunately, we've seen so many players come through Foxborough, come through every System, folks. It's not just unique to New England. There's a lot of players that just come through an NFL, any given NFL system, and just can't stay on the field. Unfortunately, it doesn't work out for them. Now, some go to greener pastures elsewhere because that change of scenery, for some reason, has a tendency to help them, or some continue those woes and it stunts what could be a pretty good career. You know, again, I remember the excitement when they drafted him, and you're talking about someone with a good burst, great closing speed. Um, A lot of analysts in this area, myself included, you, Murph, we all kind of predicted that he would be that traditional stand-up rusher that the Patriots had been lacking, Um, and getting someone with his type of athleticism was considered to be a real coup, especially at number 96 overall, but first two seasons with the Pats, red shirting, injured reserve, um, the practice field didn't see as much of it as he needed to. He did perform pretty well in New England's preseason contests a couple of years ago against New York and Carolina. He played 57 snaps off the edge, six tackles in the preseason, one sack, and one pass deflection. So when he had the opportunity to showcase his talent, he made the most of it. It's just been a very, very small sample size. So because of that, I think there's a lot of pressure on Ronnie Perkins to step up and to show that not only is he healthy, but also that he's put everything that he's learned on the sidelines into action. It's a tall task, right? Hopefully he's up for it. If not, the Patriots may have a very difficult decision come cut downs. And that leads me into my final question for you, Steve, all over this linebackers core guys we've discussed, maybe guys we haven't. Is there anybody that's standing out to you as a potential dark horse here, or there's a converse to that as well. Is there someone on this depth chart or off, you know, either off the ball or someone in the linebackers area uh, that you're looking at that could be a potential roster casualty? Um, Floor is yours, my friend. Who are we either looking at or not looking at as potentials this year in
1: 2023? Well, the interior guys, like yourself, I'm very excited to see Mapu on the field Mm. because I, I foresee him to be, kind of like a Swiss Army knife. I think they'll they'll find ways to utilize him, you know, all over the field. And like I said yesterday on the podcast, you and I you know, guested with, with Murph. And, you know, when they first drafted him, I was kind of scratching my head because I, I thought they were going to use him as another box safety. Mm-hmm. And then when they talked about moving him to linebacker, uh, you could see all kinds of possibilities coming out. Yeah. Then, of course, you see the, uh, the tape from him down to the senior bowl, and you could see what Bill Belichick's, you know, liked in this player. I think he's going to be kind of like in the same um, realm with Judon where Bill will s- see certain things for him that he can use them in and open up, and I think he's going to be a really, really good player for this team. So I'm excited to see him on the edge. I'm still, I'm still Anthony Jennings guy. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I've kind of lost my luster for Ronnie Perkins, but I'm not writing him off by any means, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but some of the, the guys they've held on to like Calvin Munson and those guys, I think time's running out for them, you know, and I'm, you know, when it comes to Chris board, we all recognize as bill said one of the best special teams players in the NFL, <laughs> yeah. but he can play linebacker too. He's not oh, just yeah. a one trick pony. So I, I think this linebacker position for them
0: this year, it's going to be really, really good. Yeah, it really is from top to bottom, whether you're talking off the ball, like we did last Friday or the on-the-ball guys, the strong-siders, the outsiders, uh, the edge-rushers, however you want to describe these guys, uh, the Patriots have talent at so many different levels, and they have such versatile talent and such diverse talent that you can see it all come together. You mentioned Mike Mapu. I'm looking forward to seeing him play that off-the-ball role. I'm looking forward to seeing him shift down into box safety and give opposing offenses looks that they're not used to seeing. You're not going to know where this kid's aligning at times. And that, to me, is the brilliance of this defense. Matthew Judon aligning closer to guys like Barmore and Ushay, kind of daring other teams to cover them instead of him and saying, OK, well, you want to dedicate a couple of guys, uh, a couple of blockers, a couple of uh, you know linemen to this guy. You're going to leave me alone. I'm going to go get the quarterback. Focus on me, and you're going to get guys like Barmore, Dietrich, and you're going to get somebody like Josh to be able to get around and get after the quarterback as well. And then you've got guys like Juwan Bentley that can drop back into coverage and provide excellent coverage linebacker play for you. It really is going to be interesting this year. Well, you've got Mack Wilson in the mix as a reserve sideline to sideline or Anthony Jennings coming in from the strong side. It's going to be really, really fun to watch these guys come together. And Steve, it's a lot of fun to discuss these guys with you, especially thank you for lending your wisdom and counsel here on locked on Patriots. Before I let you go, my friend, please let everyone know where they can find you, where they can consume your great work and where they can interact with you on social media, especially heading into this weekend. Floor is yours, my friend.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm super stoked training camp is right around the corner now. So, um, uh, I write for patsfans.com. You can always see my stuff over there. And as the uh, Twitter handle says, you can follow me at on Twitter at SteveB7SFG um, and Facebook at Steve Balistrieri. Always willing to talk football with anyone that wants to. Um, we always have a lot of fun with it. Obviously having fun every time I come on here with you. So, And and that was a treat yesterday on One Patriot Place with uh, you, Murph, and I. I know Claire was kind of under the weather a little bit, so she was acting as producer. But, you know, it's always fun when the band gets back together.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. I always say when I come on One Patriots place, it's kind of like coming home. Uh, and it, I feel that way when you and Murph and Claire are on our show here on Locked On Patriots, uh, it really is a, a family between us. And uh, we always appreciate it. And folks, we appreciate you taking the time out to spend with us each and every day here on Locked On Patriots, especially even into the weekend. That type of dedication defines the word every day or and you Locked On Patriots dayers, are true loyalists. We appreciate you. I'm always honored and humbled by your support. And Steve, what can I say? I'm always honored and humbled by you joining me here. And we're going to continue this, folks, next week. Because by the time Steve and I talk here next week, training camp is already going to be underway. I don't think the pads are going to be on just yet, but they will be shortly. But we will get a good glimpse of these guys on the field, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But don't forget here, folks, next week into training camp, we're going to continue positional previews. We're going to be doing a whole lot for you. So until then, on behalf of Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com, I am Mike DeBate reminding all of you to stay safe and stay well and to be the change that you wish to see in the world. Thank you again for joining us here today on Lockdown On Patriots. And be sure to join us here again on Monday when we do it all over again. Have a great weekend, everyone.